generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Get pumped up, ladies and gentlemen, because we are headed for the big R. We are headed for the recession. That's my prediction anyway. I told you a few weeks ago that in the next month we're going to start hearing about this. And let's just get it underway. Let's just bring it on and get fucking started with this recession. Because I think it's becoming very clear that it's all slowing down out there a little bit. And the money's starting to dry up. And things are getting more expensive and people are thinking about doing less. So we need to find ourselves on a different level. I think a lot of people are going to give up. They're going to go, it's all too hard. I've been beaten up by COVID. I've had to stay at home. My business has gone to shit. My life's gone to shit. And now we're going to throw a recession in and a whole heap of negative chat. And I think a lot of people are just going to go, you know what? Fuck this. I can't be bothered with this. And they're not going to fight back. But you and I, not for us. We're going to fight back. I want to tell you a very quick story too. I've just recorded a podcast from last week and I'm going straight back to back into doing this one about a recession and I had an email in between, uh, well whilst recording the last one and I just uh, thought should I read that before ripping into this one and I decided to. So I went to the top of my inbox because I read these out of the email that I've sent to myself and I've got a what's called a Calendly summary. And that's a software that I use for people who want to have a chat with me so that I don't go, what time are you free, mate? Oh, nine o'clock, oh, it doesn't work for me. I say, here's a link, book a time to have a chat. It puts it into their calendar, into my con- uh, calendar. And that's a form of getting some time back into my life. So I'm not going back and forth. And I've got some efficiency. So historically, people would hire a PA to do something like that and organize times to meet and blah, blah, blah. But that's a way to add uh, a human into the process and really just give the job from one person, i.e. myself, to somebody else. So you can use technology to solve some of these products, uh, these problems, and that's how we actually improve the productivity of New Zealand. And that's where we have a massive problem in our country because we are one of the most unproductive countries in the world and in the uh, economic developed world as well. But anyway, the summary is somebody wanting to have a chat with me about becoming a client of Next Advisory. Now, they may or may not become a client because that is where I get on the phone and I ask about what they're doing. I try to understand how we can help them and then they get our sales pitch effectively. It's not even really a pitch. It's basically like, this is how we do things. If you like it, let's rumble. If you don't, 
no worries, maybe go and speak to this person. I try and uh, ensure that they leave me in a better place after having talked to me than prior to getting in touch. So it's just a cool feeling to see someone on a Saturday, because it's Saturday while I'm recording these, is been, has seen something of my content, of an ad, has clicked on the link and gone, you know what, Like I'm going to book in a time to have a chat to this lad, this rooster, to see if he is who I want to be using for my accounting services. Now, getting clients and bringing in more money is is not easy. And I think people just think, oh, business is easy, you just create something and fucking everything wants it. But we have clients that, as an example, Girls Get Off, you might have heard of them, they do a external clitoris stimulation device, maybe the technology, and they've sold tens of thousands of them, right? But they don't just go, hi guys, like, we've got this now, can you buy it? They are hustling their fucking faces off, and they are posting, and they're figuring out how they can get in front of people, they can't advertise a product like that, so they've got to figure out how to do it organically, they're going on TV, they're emailing, they're doing funny content, they're getting their community engaged, and they are literally working their faces off to get money in, to build a business, to then allow them to continue to grow it and figure out where they want to take it. Now, that is no different for you and I and you who may not have a business. It's not easy to make money. Like It can be once you get going and it gets easier, but you can't just expect it to come at you. And that is what the problem is going to be for a lot of people when we start to have a slowdown in the economy is that people go, well, what I used to do doesn't work anymore. Oh, it's just the recession. I'll just do nothing else. A recession is the time to get massively hungry and go, you know what? What I was doing in a boom and during an increased economic activity time, that's not going to work anymore. I need to level my shit up. One of the things that business owners are really bad at is following up. So doing proposals. So this bloke that wants to have a chat, he's booked in to have a chat on Monday. I already know a bit about his business. And I'm going to probably send him a proposal. But the final thing before I send him that proposal, I'm going to say, what do you think about this? I'm not going to be like, oh, I'll send you an email and I'll wait to hear from you. I used to do that, but that's a waste of time. Because if they're not interested, I'm like, well, then let's not waste each other's time. Let's roll. So I'll find out from them what their intention is, what they think of what I'm telling them. Because why do I need to send an email to summarize the things that I've already spoken about on the phone? It's really just a way for people to get out of it and go like, oh, I'm not that interested. So I'm going to find out from them like whether you're actually intending on signing up. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to send them a summary and say, tell me if you're keen to proceed. And if you are, I'm going to send you an engagement letter to sign. And then I'm going to text them. and going to say, hey, I've just sent this to you. Can you please let me know if you've got it? Because I want to know if they've got it. Because you know what people say? Oh, I never received it. Which is most people just lying, being like, oh, fuck, I just don't know how to say no to this person. And then if I don't hear back from them from probably 48 hours, I'm going to follow them up and I'm going to say, hey, do you have all the information you need to make a decision? And if they don't, they're going to tell me what information they need or they're going to ghost me. And I'm probably going to follow up with them another time and then I'm probably just going to accept that they're not going to get back to me. But what I'll then do down the track is I go back to them six months because we're still going to be in business, we're still going to be doing our thing and I'm like, how's it all going? Where'd you get to? And because I I know things can change. So business owners, we're really bad at following up because you feel pushy, you feel yuck and blah, blah, blah. But you have to learn to unlearn that shit and just accept it's part of what you do. But the beauty of being in business during a recession is that if you've embedded some processes that work really well for you and you're willing to do things that others aren't, you can grow even faster. And 
that is the exciting thing about a recession and how you see so many people talking about, oh, I made intergenerational wealth in a recession and all these kind of terms and uh, I've never made more money but in a recession. And the the thing is to think about well, where's, who's going to have the money and how can we get some of that off them? And we've spoken about this before and I always use this example about giving boomers convenience. Go and ask if you want if they want you to do their lawns, to do their gardens. You know, they're, they're going to be the ones with the cash. They're sitting on all the money. They've got it in their bank accounts. They've taken it out of term deposits. It's easier for them to access. And if you want to work your way through and grind your way through a recession, chase the boomers up and get some cash off of them. Let's get into this week's lesson because I just went off on a massive fucking tangent there for eight minutes and we haven't even got into, uh, I've just given away what we're going to be talking about. But the title was, What is a Recession? Now, apologies, I actually sent this one out late and... I remembered I needed to send it because I actually manually send them all at nine, which is probably quite dumb. I could um, I could automate that, but right up until the last minute when I send them, sometimes I think, oh, I might just add this line in. So I usually write them and edit them, review them, and nine o'clock I literally send it on the spot uh, or just before. But I completely forgot because I had an amazing client come in of ours, and we'd been doing some business planning work with this client the day before. Her name's Lizzie, and I went to school with her. And she has um, completely gone through an amazing journey of life, and she's still very young. And I did a podcast with her. It was about an hour for Next Advisory. It's very inspirational. Maybe if you're a solo mother, for instance, or you've been one, or you're thinking about getting into business and you are a female, this could really talk to you and be really inspiring for you. Lizzie got herself, um, oh, can you use that terminology? She'd probably say it. Got pregnant at university and ended up being pregnant at uni solo mum and has now gone from being on the benefit when finishing her studies and getting into that first role and whatnot to being in the top tax bracket. So that's our $180,000 plus income and she's an amazing woman that's done and been through a shitload and so I dug into how she continued to get herself back up and how she fought through so many of these challenges that she faced and she's now on her way to child number three as well and employs a number of people and really helps them because she wants to repay some of the support that she had through her journey as well so you might really enjoy that I enjoyed recording that with her and uh, that's why I forgot to send it because I was recording that and I was so engrossed in that that when I got out of it I actually had a message from my girlfriend saying you don't forget to bloody send money mail I'm like holy shit and then Jade uh, who's at Next Advisor is like yo what are you up to uh, you need to get this out too and I'm like fuck I'd completely forgotten so I waited to get the podcast up then I put the link into that as well so if people did want to listen and learn and be inspired by that they could too now for this week's lesson last week we learned that the United States GDP growth has actually gone backwards and it's dropped by 1.4%. Now this wasn't expected and the anticipation was that they're actually going to grow by 1%. People don't like to see drops in quarterly GDP because it gets people talking about the R word, recession. Now often a recession is defined as two quarters of negative growth, so back to back. This is a technical definition of a recession. So the US have had one, if they have another one, then they're technically going to be in a recession. To put it more plainly, a recession is generally a decline in economic activity. Fewer people spending and transacting in the economy. The USA has had one quarter of a decline and now we need to wait and see what happens in the April to June quarter. So April, May, June, if they go backwards again, the USA is going to be in a technical recession. Now us humans don't really like the thought of recession because we like to be continually growing and moving forward. We're keen to focus on negative news too, so recessions really stick out. You know, that's uh, Our brains usually go to the negative 
and we find things that are going wrong and whatnot, and a recession is going to stick out, and um, we, we don't like the fact that we're going backwards, we want to be going forward. Now back to New Zealand shores, we may see similar chats firing up as interest rates rise and more people feel the squeeze on their finances, we spoke about this last week, but around 50% of people aren't yet feeling the impact of the increasing interest rates because they haven't gone to refix their, uh, their home loans yet. What that means is basically one in two people are still on cheap old interest rates. Now when they go to refinance or their loans roll off and they have to reset their terms so they might fix it again for three years or whatever they decide to do, there's a high chance those rates have gone up by 30 to 50% and they're then going to feel the impacts of the increasing interest rate. But that's not really going to take a real hold until we're right through the end of this year and then uh, people start to then decrease the amount that they're spending. So that's how these things can drag on for such a long time. Now a number of the wage subsidies have been wound down too for businesses and they're not going to be able to rely on those to cushion the economic downturns like they were with the pandemic downturns, but maybe, just maybe, if we enter into a real grunty recession, the government might just put a whole heap of money back into supply and say, hey, we know you've done it tough during COVID and you're now in a recession, here you go, here's some ways to qualify for some extra cash, who knows, like, you just could not rule that out, but um, yeah, I, I don't think they've done that previously with recessions, so I don't know how well that would go down with the average person out there. Now, credit is getting trickier to access now and obviously more expensive as well because rates are going up, right? Homeowners and would-be home buyers know all about this. During the pandemic, businesses borrowed about $2 billion from the government at 0% interest to prop up their businesses. What this means is that the businesses in New Zealand were able to borrow money from the IRD and they could borrow at 0%. But after a few years, that rate ends up back at 3% and they need to start repaying that. But even if they're repaying it interest-free, it's still taking money out of their business. But $2 billion into businesses in New Zealand. I think only about 150,000 businesses in New Zealand claimed or borrowed that money from the IRD slash the government. So, you know, that's that's probably going to be gone unless they extend that again and say, hey, more people can get it, but I, I, I doubt it. I think that's probably done with if we, unless we have another variant and we're back into some COVID stuff, who knows. But everywhere you look, access to cheap funds is looking harder and harder to achieve. If we add in falling house prices, we may see the reverse wealth effect where people feel less wealthy so they don't go and get tax-free debt from the bank to buy a spa bath or build a deck. What do you mean, Luke? Explain that. You've probably heard me explain this before, but for those of you uh, who are new listeners to Money Mail and Keep the Change, say your house price goes up in value or you've got equity in your house price, you can go to the bank and say, excuse me, sir, excuse me, Mr. Westpac, ANZASB, Kiwi Saver. Uh, Kiwi Bank, could I please borrow $50,000 so that I could build a deck? And they look at it and go, oh, your property's worth this, and you only asked this, actually, we've got a bit of room to move, and yeah, no worries, here you go, here's $50,000. And so all of a sudden, you've got 50 rack that you haven't actually had to earn, you've you've taken it in debt, and you go, go and build a deck, and a deck costs you 40, and you put a 10 grand spa bath in it, and now you owe the bank 40, uh, 50 grand, but someone that doesn't have a house can't do that. So that's where the system that we operate in favours people who have assets. Now, we won't dig into that again uh, on this podcast, but that should just give you a very high 
level overview of how that works. Now, as house prices are going up, everyone gets real excited. Oh, fuck it, look at this, man. I've been on homes.co.nz. Look at my house is worth. I'm going to go and get a bloody new Ranger as well. And they borrow against their property and they go and spend because they're feeling wealthier because their assets are worth more, right? And so then there's more economic activity. Well, if house prices are going backwards, we sort of have the reverse. You know what? I'm going to hold off. I'm not going to do the spa bath. I don't need the sixth bedroom built onto the house. I might just be content with four or five, you know? So things start to go and slow down because everyone's going like, oh, I feel in the recession. I'm feeling a bit conservative. I'm going into conservation mode and things slow down. So you can only speculate that all of this will lead to less transacting and less spending by the people of New Zealand and perhaps we will start to see some negative growth in our economy too. Now the Reserve Bank has already acknowledged signs of a slowdown, but they've also said that inflation is too high for comfort. What they're basically saying there is that they don't want to take their their chances with inflation, do they? They'll have to increase rates, but I mean this is where it's contradictory because you think, well shouldn't they have done this way sooner? You know, given we could kind of see a year ago that this was going to happen. But anyway, it's hard to take them too seriously when uh, they move so slowly. But what they're kind of telling us is that they know that we could face a slowdown, which normally would be like, we can't have that happen. We need to keep this thing growing. They are like, well, inflation's too high. We need that tax priority. We need to bring that down because everyone's getting too burnt by inflation. So they're probably going to focus on, um, you know, actually slowing the economy down when we probably should be trying to ensure that we keep it going. So they're going to um, have to be very, very careful of what they do. But it almost sounds like they'll be comfortable with negative growth and potentially a recession. So my prediction is that by the time we get there, by the time we're actually in a technical recession and the news starts showing New Zealand's in recession, I would expect that the narrative will be, and we'll be told that a recession isn't bad and we can all just chill out. Because it'll be like, yeah, well, we knew we were going to have a recession. It's all good. Like, we, we don't, it doesn't matter that we've got negative growth because we've brought inflation down and this is actually really good. And everyone will go, like, oh, okay, fuck, I didn't realize recessions are actually, you know, like quite a good thing. This is, this is great. Uh, which could kind of cushion the blow a little bit because I think people then may just kind of carry on a bit of their normal life. But uh, there are huge consequences of a recession in the background that are very, very technical and very expensive. And uh, I'd, we'll get into those separately, I think, at, an, at another stage. But it'll be very interesting to see how they manage the narrative. And my prediction is that they're going to basically tell us all that it's a really good thing that we've got a recession. Much like inflation, we will hear that it's a global problem and other countries will have a recession too. And we'll be like, oh, it's just a global thing. You know, don't even worry about it. And necessarily return to some form of normal. But I am, of course, guessing, and these are just my opinions, But so let's wait and see what actually happens out there. Now... What can we do that's practical? Well, the problem with this sort of mentality is that we can become blasé about sorts of things and don't alter our actions to get us in a better position. Just because your neighbours don't care about the weeds in their garden doesn't mean that you shouldn't care about your weeds, right? That is the mentality that we are drumming into people. Oh, inflation's a global problem. Don't worry about it. You know, it's all good. Oh, recession. Oh, America's in one. We are too. Just chill. It's a fucking global problem, you know? Oh, there's a dog shitting on your lawn next door. Let's just let them shit on my lawn as well. Maybe you don't want shit on your lawn. Then you've got to do something different to your neighbour. But we just seem to be content trying to like be like everyone else. And I don't know, that just may not be who you are. Like That's not how I roll. I don't just accept that because some people do something one way. I go like, okay, well, I, you know, I might just blend in and be average like that. We've been through the fuck average conversation during the 30 and 30. So maybe just think about that, you know. Do you want weeds in your garden uh, just because the neighbours do as well? Or are you doing something about yours? But that is not the approach that 
our leaders and people in charge are taking them more like, hey, let's all just have dog shit on the lawn and it's all good, you know, and don't weed your garden. As long as America aren't weeding their garden, we don't need to weed ours as well. And that kind of keeps us like a bit calm and, and uh, leaders from being thrown in the spotlight of like, how the fuck did you let this happen? What's going on? But anyway, we often teach clients here at Next Advisory that you can create a recession in your business whenever you like. Stop taking the actions that you know work and stop fighting back. Sit idle and do nothing. Wait for the good times again. Here's another example of this. Recently when uh, I had COVID, I said to my girlfriend, look, we can make this really bad. We can sit here and we could talk about how sick we are, we can order in heaps of shit food, we can wallow in shit, and we can just be like, oh, this is fucking horrible, I haven't been sick for ages, and we'll just sit and we'll just do nothing for a week, and let's see how we feel at the end of the week. And we can message everyone else that's got it, and um, we can see how we go. Or we can eat well, we can get heaps of sleep, we can try and recover, we can drink some water, we can take some minerals, we can even play off the placebo effect of that, we can work, we can go out, we can go for a walk, we'll just stay away from people, and let's just try and keep some normality going. Because in our normal life, when we don't have COVID, do you think we sit around eating heaps of shit, being real negative, sleeping heaps, not exercising, not going for a walk, not getting fresh air, not having a shower, you know? I said, if we do that when we're well, we're going to feel like we're in a fucking recession at the end of the week. We're going to feel like shit. So let's not do it just because we've got COVID. Yes, let's look after ourselves, but let's not go real dramatic because that's just going to make us feel worse. Now, that's, I think, what a lot of people do is that they hear, okay, I'm in a recession or the economy's in a recession. I just need to just sit tight and watch this and just like, you know, just do nothing. And... Then you find out in 12 months' time, two years, five years' time, that during the recession, somebody else did the reverse actions, and you go, fuck, like how they got that boat now, or that second house, or uh, started a business and they've been able to quit their job, or got some money saved, or been able to send their kids to a different school, or they've moved, and you're like, what the hell were you doing? Weren't you supposed to just sit at home and just wait for this to all blow over? So don't just uh, sit idle, but you know you can control uh, a a recession or an idle time of your life just by not doing the things that you know you need to do. Now remember that the world doesn't really work like this, right? And just like the weather, we go through seasons and you can't control those seasons. So you can't control what season that the world throws at you, but you can control how you let the seasons impact you, i.e. we know that when it gets cold in winter, we start rugging up and we try and look after ourselves and we wear different clothing because we're used to going through seasons. A recession and a downturn in an economy is just another season, and we need to figure out, okay, how do I prepare myself for that? What do I do when it finally comes? How am I going to act? And just like when winter comes, oh, I don't really want to go to the gym today, I don't really want to go for a run because it's cold out there, but you build habits to go, you know what, fuck that, I know I need to go. Every day I try and throw myself into a cold shower, not because I enjoy doing it, Not because I get these massive health benefits out of it, but partly it's so that I know, well, actually, I'm in control of myself because I sit there and go, do I want to flick this to cold? Do I really? Of course, I don't want to fucking put it on cold. But you force yourself to do it so that, you know, you know what? I can actually override 
my comfort zone and go, I'm going to take the actions that I know I need to take. So get yourself ready for the season that is eventually coming and that is a downturn in the economy. This is no different for you and I. If we just sit around not doing anything and not doing the things we know we need to do, we end up in a rut. So let's avoid those ruts and keep punching and keep pushing and figure out how we can get through these things and look back and go, you know what, that was a tough season, but I'm still here and it only made me stronger. No matter what ends up happening in the economy, you need to remember that you can still control the actions that you take and someone somewhere will also have a dollar to transact with. Again, your job is to figure out who the person is and how you can get them transacting with you. Just like... Homeless people do when they sit there, ching, 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 shaking a cup. They know that someone will have a dollar and they will end up transacting with them and putting a dollar in that cup. The thing is, a lot of us are too proud to sit there and shake a cup and collect a dollar. In a time of a recession, we need to drop that pride and we need to figure out how the fuck can I get a couple of extra dollars coming into my economy being your household, your lifestyle, if that's what you really need, if that's what's going to be important to you, you need to figure out how you can drop your ego, drop your pride, and actually follow up the people that you haven't previously. Send out some cold emails. Uh, go to the neighbours. Say, hey, I'm happy to mow your lawns. Take the, Walk their kids to school or something. Drop them some fruit. Sell some fruit at the... Uh, at the mailbox, all these different types of things that we're usually like, nah, fuck, why should I have to do that? And we haven't had to because we've had such a good time. Well, just maybe, just maybe, it's time for us to think about doing some of those things. Have a good weekend out there. You're one of 5,000 recipients. If we end up in a recession, I promise you this, I'm going to be here to help you understand some of the things that I'm doing and hopefully um, we can learn together and we can fight our way through it, and then when we go into the next recession down the track, we're going to have the expertise of the lessons that we've had during that time as well, and we're going to make it to the other side. It's our duty as well, I think, to look after other people around there. Just because if we go into a recession, I'm not just going to go, you know what, I'm just not going to go out to eat anymore, I'm just going to sit at home, and I'm just going to live real frugally. Businesses and stuff still rely on people transacting with them, so I'm going to challenge myself to figure out, okay, maybe I won't grow as fast as ordinarily through a recession, but why not? I should be able to figure out how to do that. So therefore, I should be able to look after some people around me at, at the same time as well. So just strap yourself in and get ready for the ride. I certainly am, and I can't wait. There was over, did you know, there was over $20 billion of subsidies that went into businesses who passed this money on to employees during the pandemic. Now, it doesn't look like we will see that level of support in 2022. That's a massive decrease in the amount of money that businesses are going to get, and therefore that will decrease the profits of those businesses and make them transact less as well, and make things a little bit tougher for them. So it's all just getting a little bit harder out there for everybody, and it's all kind of slowing down a little bit, but, you know, we've got to figure out how we can get through that, and level up, I guess. See you next week. Hopefully I haven't scared you there too much. It's not scary. We're all going to be in the same boat, and some of us are going to kick some ass through it, and some people are going to give up, but when people give up, there's less, less people to run a race against. Let's go.